have to eat the dream. You have to sleep the dream. You have to dream the dream. You got to touch. You have to see it when nobody else sees it. You have to feel it when it's not tangible. You have to believe it when you cannot see it. You got to be possessed with the dream. The dream. Yeah. Yes, yes. What's up, guys? Welcome to Straight from the Chest. My name is Justin Groth, and guys, I just want to take this time and thank you. Thank you for your listening ear. Thank you for giving me your time. It's greatly appreciated. Guys, uh, for those of you who are interested in bodybuilding, which is probably not a lot of you, but <laughs> we have Olympia Weekend this weekend, and basically, it's the best of the best professional bodybuilders get together. They see who is the best bodybuilder on stage, right? <clears throat> And uh, just to give you a brief kind of overview, the guy that's won consistently for seven years took a year off last year because of a, I think, a, some particular ailment he was going through, came back this year super confident he was going to take it, got fourth, lost, and not just lost, lost bad, especially for him because they call him in the sport the gift meaning clearly the gift of bodybuilding the best guy to ever do it which he's not but you know respectfully so he's earned his title and you know and and I want to kind of just give a little um disclaimer here I know I talk a lot I have talked a lot about steroids and this is these these guys are always on all on all of the pharmacological substances under the sun however I don't obviously condone that I don't like it I don't it's it's not something that I that I'm um, that I'm a proponent of, obviously. But this sport's not going to change because I have a problem with it. So, and it's and it's interesting and it's and it's uh, very immersing. So that's why I continue to follow the sport and I keep up on who wins, etc. Okay, so this particular gentleman doesn't win, and. You know, what was interesting to me is when they have beforehand, they do this press conference. So all the athletes meet and they all talk about what's going to, what they think, what they predict is going to happen, etc. Okay. Generally speaking, they're told, I believe, I, and I, I believe this because this is kind of what, you know, heats up the, the crowd and it generates more of a, more of a, you know, um, let's call it a wave of, of aggression in the crowd and, and, they but they tell the athletes i believe that you know to basically crap talk and so they do that and when they when they do it you know i mean they're they're urged to do it but i they don't have to do that so when they when they get up on the panel they could conduct themselves in a very noble and honorable way but they choose to just kind of you know heat up the crowd a little bit with their with their, you know, I don't know, their, their, their crap talk. And, and, um, what ends up happening is inevitably it doesn't go the way that they like. And they just look kind of worse as a byproduct because they talked all this crap and then now they couldn't fulfill what they talked. Right. And that's why I never understood. I don't understand why you just wouldn't be humble, be quiet. If anything, you know, if you are a reigning Olympia, um, champion, why you wouldn't just sit there and be humble and be a champion like with your with your words and with your message you know so one of the things that he says this reigning olympia says is you know i don't give a sh- what whoever brought in you know brought whatever package they brought in i don't care what they look like 
I came to do a job. I'm going to do it. You know, it's going to, okay. So, and he got his, he got his butt kicked, man. But what I'm trying to illustrate here is, because you may be thinking, where are you getting with this? Hey, I don't even care about bodybuilding. I don't care about this show. And I get you. I understand. Here's what I'm trying to say here. Our life in general is made up of waves. You could really depict your life on the on the fact that, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. You could really illustrate your life, our life, as a surfer. Surfers are the best depictment of a life, of a real life. You ride waves and you crash. You ride waves and those waves smooth out and then you you don't have another wave or you don't you're you're at the end of their wave. You wait for another wave, you sometimes don't get it, right? You you, you that's our life. That's our life. You ride a wave and then that wave comes to an end. And the problem I think with most champions or most people that are that derive fame from their respective sport or their craft or whatever is when you ride away for so long you start to you start to habitually fall into the narrative that this is who I am and this is what's what it is and this is what's happening and this is you know and you start to adopt that and foster it which is not a bad it's not a bad thing but you also have to come into context with the fact that reality is a pendulum swing and it is the way it is. It will be this way forever. It's an on and an off. It's riding waves. It's crashing. It's riding. It's crashing. And when I say crash, I don't mean that in such a bold, in such a bold context. I mean it like you ride a wave and then you smooth out or you crash. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. And I've always been of the camp that it's far more character rich to speak nobly and honorably, even though I don't always do so because I, I I fumble all the time, as I'm sure you do. We all do. And if you don't, well, then this podcast isn't for you because this is a personal development podcast, meaning you're in the trenches or you've been there and you need a way to get out and you need some some value derived from what I'm saying and invoked in you so you can get better. Okay, but here's the thing. You have two choices. You can speak arrogantly and with conceit because this is the way that you've known for so long and you think that this is you become kind of invisible invincible and you feel like this is you you're you're exempt from any possible bad thing happening or or to dethrone you rather or you can understand reality that look every great thing comes to an end and every bad thing gets better everything is impermanent everything and I think it's much more about the way that you prepare yourself for your inevitable fall that kind of sets you up for the blessing that's going to occur later on or the wave because we're talking about waves that's going to that you're going to end up riding later on in life. But I think that what happens is to a lot of people and I've seen it perpetually 
with athletes, respectively athletes, is that they talk a lot of game and they don't really, and, and, and I think they do that because they want to generate the, the, the crowds, um, you know, I want to, I think they want to just liven up their fan base and they want to give the crowd something to kind of, you know, be excited about, you know, so they talk a lot of crap because people love hearing crap talked, right? We love hearing negative. We love hearing the, the trash, but what it boils down to is that person has, has a, a certain feat to, to own up to within their own, within their own structure. And they have a choice. They can either take that route, which is trash talking and, and talking about how great they are and how blah, 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 blah. And just kind of just self-proposing accolades, or they can just stay humble, which is honorable and has way more character and nobility tethered around it. And you see it happen where these champions, they do that. They go the opposite direction and they're just, you know, Floyd Mayweather is a great example, but yet he's yet to fall. But I don't believe, and I don't mean this negatively, but I don't believe that that's going to be his lot where he just can talk all his trash, talk arrogantly, conceitedly, and nothing happened. I don't believe. And if that's the case, God gave him a pass because we've seen it happen with everybody. Muhammad Ali did it, got taken down. We've seen it happen. Conor McGregor did it, got taken down. We've seen it done with bodybuilding, all different sports, right? But every, every fiber in my being tells me when to not... To, to never be that way, to never conduct myself that way, that that's not, not only the honorable or noble thing to do, but that it always ends up resulting in discouragement and despair in the end and actually crash in the end. And you're going to crash. That's inevitable. But how you crash is very important and not many people predicate their wave on that. Predicating your wave on the crash, on the inevitable crash is very important because you know that that's going to happen, but it's how you live on that wave for the time being that sets you up for the inevitable fall. And what I mean by that is I don't mean being negative and pessimistic while you're riding a wave because you should be grateful in the, in the fact that you're riding this wave or this blessing. But how you ride it is just as important as how you got on and how you get off. And so understanding that when I'm riding this wave, I should really be my best. Even if everything is falling in place, I don't have a need for this, that, or the other. I'm having no struggles. I'm having no challenges. That doesn't mean that you act in a way that is oriented around a conceit or an arrogance because all of these are ha- things are happening in your favor because inevitably you're going to crash and i think that when you're doing that when you're riding the wave in that in that in that pattern you get blinded by all the blessings that are that are facilitated in that wave and then when when the crash does happen you're not ready for it And then you crash and you crash bad. And one of two things happens to those people. They either never get back up on a wave because they're way too depressed and sometimes suicide. 
or are they so bad about what their crash, they're so in such fury about their crash that if they do find another wave, they don't ride it long and they don't ride it good and they don't ride it hard and then they end up crashing inevitably after that. So they ride it, they get on another wave and they ride it for a little bit, but they can't hang on because they're still too tormented from what their other crash inflicted on them. That's a terrible spot to be in in life because you know that inevitably everything is impermanent. Your blessings are and your and your crashes are. But it's more important to understand crashing blissfully and nobly than crashing arrogantly because one of the two is going to happen for you. So how you choose to prepare for that crash is inevitably going to set you up for the next wave to ride. And that's really what everything is in life. It's a pendulum swing, guys. And it's your choice. But as for me, every fiber in my being tells me that it's not profitable humanly. From a humanistic stance, it's not profitable to lead with arrogant or conceit no matter what pinnacle of wave you're riding. Ever. There's way too many things conjoined around the, the fall that could be far more tumultuous and destructive than when you're riding that wave. Riding the wave is great and it happens to all of us and it happens in different times of our lives. But crashing doesn't have to be all bad. Crashing can actually, you can actually crash with nobility and you can crash with character. You can crash with elegance. And it's all in how you prepare yourself for that inevitable crash. That mean the most. That means the most. It's not really necessarily getting back up. It's how you treat the blessing, the the wave when you're in it and being cognizant, cognizant over the fact that when you do crash, you are A, preparing for it, not in a pessimistic way, but you're, you're calculated about it knowing That that's the way life works. That's the way it's going to work for you. You're not exempt. And that when it does happen, you don't crash necessarily, even though I've used that word (laughs) tons of times in this last, in this last 14 minutes here, you almost smooth out. So instead of think of like a surfer, we talked about in the beginning, the surfer rides the wave. And if he gets too, if he gets too emphatic over that ride he may make a wrong turn and he crashes but yet if he rides it elegantly and he takes it for what it is he can smooth out on that wave knowing that he just had a good wave and now it's done now he can set us set himself up for the next wave and the next wave and he doesn't get so discouraged from that big crash that he just had. Ride your life out smooth with your waves 
because they're coming and also the crashes are inevitable too. Know that. Screen them. Set yourself up in preparation for that inevitable crash and make it to where it's not a crash but that it's a smooth ride out because you want to set yourself up for the next wave because that next wave is coming. Done.